Welcome to the Little Way Farm and Homestead podcast. Little Way Farm and Homestead is a regenerative and educational farm in southeastern Indiana. Motivated by the Catholic faith, we strive to inspire, encourage, and support the development of homesteads and small-scale farms in faith and virtue. I'm Matthew. And I'm Carissa. We're excited for you to join us on the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Little Way Farm and Homestead podcast. We thought it'd be a fun episode today to consider the things that have passed over the last year, including the progress that's been made on both the farm and the homestead, as well as consider some of the things upcoming as the Little Way Farm and Homestead podcast continues to develop. We have exciting news coming up about the podcast itself, including a transition in some of our format to some exciting interviews, as well as some reactions to those interviews. And we're also excited to talk a little bit about some of the things that we anticipate on the farm and the homestead in the coming year. So just to get us started, some things I think that are particularly exciting as we look back on the farm and the homestead, this last year has been incredibly empowering. It's been very humbling. It's exciting. And I think overall, we can say that we're proud of the progress that we've made, that we are extraordinarily excited for what's to come. So one of the things that I'm most excited about or I like to reflect on at this point is that the farm really began on the Feast of St. Michael the Archangel, 2022. So that was when it was incorporated. Obviously, we've talked before that our homesteading journey has progressed over many years. I think, uh, you know, if I could think back, I want to say it's probably around seven or eight years or so of journeying, learning, learning, and uh, becoming more accustomed to the homesteading lifestyle slowly and then quite progressively over the last year or so. But the farm specifically was quite an undertaking. It's one thing that I think becomes very difficult to understand and imagine is that it's not just about the building of a business and announcing that you're beginning a business. It's the initial groundwork that has to be prepared. It's the preparation of the actual product, meaning that when you're looking at an agricultural venture, you need to consider it well in advance of the season when you actually hope to harvest. So for us, even though we began in September of 2022, we didn't really actually begin selling anything or marketing or advertising any products or services until well into 2023. So there's a long pause there, but that gives us an enormous amount of time to consider the foundation that's being built as well as to experience some of the difficulties of agricultural life, especially the peaks and valleys of revenue moving in and out of the farm, or I should say expenses moving out of the farm and revenue moving into the farm. So when I look back on that and and consider that, what's encouraging to me is that now we're entering into that period now uh, of dormancy, the winter time, the reflective time. And it gives me an opportunity to consider where we've come as far as the farm goes, as well as what we should expect for next year. This last year, we sold pasture-raised chicken, we sold grass-finished beef, we sold produce, especially garlic, and quite a few other produce, both to wholesale and direct-to-consumer. And I think that we've built a bit of a brand around some of the things we do. And I hope the brand that's been built is one that's effectively such that it is full of trust and transparency and openness to explaining and teaching about what we do on the farm and really supporting and promoting the idea of local agriculture. And that's one thing that we are extraordinarily fortunate and excited that people are so willing to come to us and drive to us and visit us and reach out to us from all over the country for farming and homesteading related conversation, as well as for conversation around the Catholic faith. 
But we really do want to continue to support the idea that local agriculture is something that can occur, and that local agriculture and the idea of subsidiary work is one that not only is simply helpful from an ecological perspective, but ultimately is a good foundation for the building of Catholic culture, whether on a farm, a homestead, or elsewhere. That was a long download of things that I'm particularly excited for, I suppose. But Chris, I don't know, what do you think? If you, When you're thinking of the last year and all of the things that you've learned or the things that you've witnessed on the farm, what, what, what maybe were you most excited about? Well, as simple as it may sound, what I think I'm most excited about is that we made it through year one. I think that there was so much looking ahead into this year that I just had no idea how we were going to do it all. It it was a big on-taking? Uh, undertaking. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, all, that, all that we had dreamed of and planned for this year and we probably didn't do everything that we had talked about and everything that we had wanted to do but I I feel really good about what we did do and how easily we let go of things as soon as we were like this just isn't working for us and we rerouted and went a different direction and I just feel like we have a really good vision for next year and I think it set a really great foundation because I understand that we can go into this next year and have big expectations and big goals that we want to reach and it's also okay if we're going towards something and we realize maybe we should go a little bit of a different direction and it's not going to like uproot the whole thing. It's not going to make us failures, but it helps us to just learn ourselves and our farm and the customers that we're serving better. And I just, I've, I'm thankful for the opportunity that we had this year. I'm thankful for the lessons that we were able to learn and I'm excited for what we're going to take on in the coming year. What's something that you're most excited for looking looking at the next year? What are you most excited to harvest? Well, I'm most excited to plant fruit. <laughs> I am I am constantly bugging Matthew about getting fruit planted because many fruit plants take a couple of years to really establish so that we can um, harvest them and have more fruit around and that's just something that I particularly enjoy and I don't eat a lot of because I've been trying to eat a lot more just what we're growing and what is grown locally and I it's not as easy to find many local farms that grow fruit in the way that we would prefer to eat it so that's something I'm excited to plant although we might not harvest as much of it next year um, I'm also, I don't, this also doesn't totally answer your question because <laughs> it's not necessarily harvesting, but I'm also very excited for some of the new meat that we're going to be bringing out onto the farm and just being able to add that into our regular diets as well. Yeah. I think you can say the last one is harvesting. I think that's fair. Yeah. Uh, maybe to expand on that, uh, you know, in addition to, from a farming venture, we did uh, chicken this year as well as beef. This upcoming year, we're doing hopefully a significant amount of turkey, uh, which I'm very excited for. Uh, we'll be doing quite a few heritage breeds, which would be particularly intriguing because 
We are excited that they're more sustainable uh, than a lot of the commercially available uh, breeds that you would typically get from a grocery store or even from a farm for something like Thanksgiving or holiday time. We're also, I think this is the one we're most excited for, is bringing out pork or pigs to the farm. And we hope to offer those for sale, but also we're extremely excited to harvest those for our own family and to really dive in and learn the art of um, uh, butchery when it comes to pigs. And I think that one will be a lot of fun and very enjoyable for our family and for our children especially to learn. And I'm very excited to learn a lot with that one. And we're it, it's fun because we become quite selective around the type of breeds that we bring to the farm. It's a lesson that we've learned uh, this last year is the importance of the good selection of animals. And there's a reason why, you know, maybe we'll get into this in a later episode, but there's quite a few reasons why we caution people when they're especially purchasing homestead-related animals. And a lot of that is simply because the qualities that you expect in your meat often begins with the breed or uh, the bloodline of the animal that you're bringing out to the farm itself. And poor selection and poor breeding technique uh, can result in less than desirable outcomes, whether that's dairy production or actual uh, meat, quality of meat, amount of meat, etc. The other animal that we're excited to bring out to the farm, and I really look forward to this because truthfully, it's probably going to change the landscape of the farm in a very positive way and fit very well into a rotational grazing uh, strategy, is sheep. And again, we've also been hyper-specific and selective about the type of sheep that we're interested in bringing out to the farm. And the sheep style that we're bringing out, I believe, now hold off on mentioning the exact breed, it's, it's a a little bit rare. It's definitely rare for where we live. Uh, I'm not familiar really with anyone around here who raises them, uh, but it'll be a tri-purpose breed, which means that we'll be able to harvest the wool as well as um, get milk from uh, them when they're lactating and then also be able to use them for meat production. I really enjoy the idea of having sheep on the farm. I suspect that I'll continue to grow in excitement around them, primarily because as I more so understand the uh, methods and techniques that are uh, involved in making a sustainable homestead, I think sheep fit into that strategy extraordinarily well. Uh, probably better than many people often realize or give credit to. And so I'm very excited to test that theory out. And uh, thus far from those who I speak to who do have sheep, it seems to be that that is in fact the case. So I'm excited and I look forward to that as well. But what do you think about when you look back at the last year, are there any particular memories that were uniquely exciting or pleasing to you or happy? I think that a lot of the memories that really stick out to me are the smaller, simpler moments of just enjoying being outside and being with the animals with our kids. I think that uh, before we moved here, I really pushed towards having our kids spend as much time outside as possible. I always was send I was always sending them out to the backyard to play while I prepared meals or whenever they were just getting antsy and driving each other crazy, I just would send them outside. It was helpful cuz we had neighbors that they could play in the back in their backyards separately together and it kept them busy, but it also like really got them used to the idea of playing outside. 
and figuring out what to do when you have nothing. So like they played with sticks and bugs and dirt and buckets and and they loved it. So then moving here, I I have been getting outside with them more. And something that me and the kids like to do is go for walks and we enjoy cow hunting right now, not killing the cows, just looking for them. We have a new calf on the farm and mom is keeping that baby pretty <laughs> protected and guarded. So we haven't gotten to see it too close. But me and the kids love going out and looking looking around and seeing if we can spot the calf and seeing if we can learn any new details about the baby and everything. And that that's just been a lot of fun to me. I'm also really excited about our dairy cow calving in a couple of months because I know that it'll be something a little more close up that we all get to experience and enjoy and we all really love the new babies on the farm yeah the times when we have baby animals is particularly exciting whether it's chickens or cows or in the near future pigs and sheep and um it's a lot of fun and it's exciting because it's rejuvenating and it's uh something that you know reminds you in some way of the innocence of uh, children and how small human babies are and how no matter, you know, what's going on in the world, uh, a baby can just remind you of the humility that we can all have in relationship to God. And there's some kind of, you know, there's something there about human babies that just kind of brings you to your knees in awe of, 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 of God and the, the, him and his majesty. And, I also, you know, maybe something that you kind of mentioned there a few times is the children on the homestead and the farm. And I think any of the instances when I was most just taken aback, uh, for the most part, was either when I was outside alone, especially at night or at dawn, and I could see the stars out here or the beginning of the day. And that was particularly uh, awe-inspiring to me. But really, even more than that was when I was and with the children with you um, sometimes it's just a one-off with one of the children and there's just something about the way that they either play together or the way that they interact with the animals or um, like I've got this image in my head of a picture I took of uh, our youngest daughter uh, holding uh, a freshly picked garlic clove and there's just something about the innocence and the way that they're just gleefully going around full of joy excitement and all that they know is these this really wonderful, almost refined sense of the circle of life on the farm, uh, the beginning of life all the way through the end of it, because they're here for the you know the babies to be here, or the animals, uh, and they're also here for a lot of the harvesting aspects and the butchering aspects. They're here for the seasonal changes. Uh, they understand and they're aware that. You know, a farm is not everything and that, you know, city life, when we go, uh, when we drive through the city, that there's a different ways of living. Uh, but here on the farm, they do get this sense, not of isolation. To them, they don't even really understand it as a sense of protection. They just understand it as a place where, uh, you know, they, they probably don't even understand in the way that I'm going to describe it. They just get to be children. And it's extremely humbling and exciting and, and uh, well, I'm 
quite at a loss for words, I suppose, as I say that, as I reflect on it now and become a, a little bit emotional. I'm just very uh, humbled and thankful to be here, and uh, I really support the idea for anyone who's interested in a more intentional lifestyle, one that's characterized by homesteading and farming, uh, or really any lifestyle anywhere that is inspired by the Catholic faith, that the promotion of a place where children can be children and they have an opportunity to grow in the faith unadulterated is absolutely remarkable. And it encourages me in my own spiritual development as I look around at them and the excitement and joy that they have in their life. And uh, it's it's very encouraging to me for the life to come and what heaven uh, might look like. Yeah, if I could put it to words, I think I would say that I think this has allowed them freedom. And I think like just an openness to learn and to explore and to ask questions and to think over the last year, the level of skills that they've both learned our two oldest since our youngest is, I mean, she's learned a lot of skills as well. She, most people are shocked at her level of dexterity at 18 months old and she can run and keep up with her older siblings pretty well i don't know what she's saying to me because it's quite a bit of babble but i do believe she's telling me a lot of things she knows what she's saying and she knows everything that we're saying too she like i can speak to her very clearly and she goes and does whatever i say it's very impressive she does seem to be telling me what to do yeah Definitely. She definitely has opinions about what everyone should be doing right now. You know, this may be a good point to cut in actually a, a different conversation that we had uh, prior to us talking now, one of our children. See, they hear us on the microphones and recording often, and they're very excited about what we do, uh, both on the farm, the homestead, and also uh, some of our work through podcasting and online. And so we contemplated or considered whether or not we should bring them on to an episode and ultimately we decided that it's okay to hear their voices and to hear some of their opinions and thoughts on what the last year on the homestead looked like for them so let's go ahead and cut to that conversation and then we'll finish up here on the episode One of the great things about living on the farm and the homestead is that we have the opportunity to not only learn how to homestead, how to farm, and to experience this wonderful lifestyle between us, but we also have the opportunity to experience it with our children. And one of the most important things is that our children are invited into much of what makes the homestead actually operate, including aspects of the farm. And so we're excited to, on the conclusion of this first season of the podcast, invite two of our eldest children to join us, Mary and Ambrose. Mary, welcome to the podcast. Ambrose, welcome to the podcast. Thanks. So maybe we can ask a few different questions uh, of Mary and Ambrose and hear a little bit from their perspective of how the last year went on the homestead and on the farm. So let's just start out very simply. Mary. What's your favorite animal on the farm? Well, I really like the cats and um, the chickens. Which chickens? The meat chickens or the laying ones? The laying ones because the babies are adorable. But I've kind of forgotten about the ones in the shed, so I've like stopped a bit like going in to see them. But I'll check on them tomorrow. 
They are pretty cute, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Ambrose, what's your favorite animal on the homestead? Um, I like that baby calf that we saw yesterday. Today. Oh, the baby calf. So, okay, so maybe a little bit of a, a theme here. Mary really enjoys the baby chicks, it sounds like, and I'm getting an, a very enthusiastic head nod. And Ambrose and uh, the rest of the family, recently we welcomed a new baby calf from one of our uh, Angus cows to the property. So it was just born in the last week, and so that was really exciting for everybody to spot that cow. Very neat. Well, what about this? So on the homestead, there's a lot of chores that have to be done, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of chores. What is uh-huh. your favorite chore to do? Um, doing the, um, so I love doing the chicken coop, the new one. You love doing the new chicken coop, the one that's not built all the way? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know what fully the chore is there, but uh, it'll probably be pretty easy. He likes any time he gets to build with Dad. Oh, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. What about you, Mary? What's your favorite chore to do? I love feeding the chickens in the morning. They're, that's a really fun project for me. And we'll get to see if there's like a brewy hen who's trying to hatch eggs. And in the mornings, we'll even get to see that. In the mornings or nights because, well... They might not be broody in the morning, but at the night, well, in the middle of the day, they might have decided to go broody. So then at the night, you would see them, unless you went earlier to get eggs. And I really like that part. Yeah, that's a good one. So, Ambrose, do you enjoy getting to see the sun rise or the sun set here? Rise, because it's so fun that we get to do it every day. (laughs) <laughs> it is a lot of fun, isn't it? Yeah. What about you, Mare? Um, I like them both. They're both really pretty, but no matter what, I would usually get to see the sun set, but not unless I woke up early enough, I wouldn't get to see the sun rise. I do still think it's kind of interesting to talk about the sunrise and the sunset because it's so beautiful where we live, and that was really stunning to me when we moved here. I do remember because... I thought, well, this is really neat. It's really pretty that we get to see these remarkable sunrises and sunsets across the horizon. What I didn't know, truthfully, is that that was an everyday occurrence, and it just never dawned on me that that was something that always occurs. Because when you live in more of like a cityscape or in a suburban place or even in just any any type of land situation where maybe the horizon is a little bit more blocked, then you just don't get to see it as much. And so I'm, I'm honored to have the opportunity to see that so frequently and so uh, consistently where we live. Well, let's finish up some of our questions then. Um, so we talked about the animals that, were, that you all like the most on the farm. We talked about the homestead chores that you enjoy the most, whether you like sunrise or sunset more. What about animals that you're most excited to welcome to the farm maybe next year? Mary, what do you think? What, what, what are you most excited for? Well, I'm excited to get more baby chicks from the hens. We didn't really get that many from the hen this year. Well, I can I can nearly guarantee that we'll have more baby chicks in the upcoming year. Yeah, but I'm also really excited for sh- baby sheep and um, piglets. <laughs> Those are so exciting. And I remember Mom telling me once that um, I... It was the day that we got
our first chick, and she said, how about whenever you wake up to baby pigs on the farm? <laughs> well, it'll be a fun day. What yeah. about you, Ambrose? What's your? What are you looking forward to the most? The pigs and the sheep. Yeah, well, those are probably top of mind. We've been talking about the pigs and the sheep for a while, and I'm pretty excited for them, too. Yeah, we all love welcoming new animals and especially new babies to the farm, don't we? Uh-huh. Okay, last question. When friends and family visit, what is your favorite thing to show them, Ambrose? Um, the farm and um, the baby calf. <laughs> Mary, what's your favorite thing to show your friends? Um, well, I love showing them whenever we have baby animals. I, and I have access to showing them. I just love to go out and show them. I have seen you all be pretty excited to show off some of those gardens, though. Yeah, especially when there was, like, food to harvest. You guys love taking friends out there to pick vegetables, well, didn't you? not just because you all like to take them out there to show them, but you seem to try to give away a lot of the things that we had for sale. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are funny. Well, Mary and Ambrose, we love having you here and love experiencing the farm and the homestead with you, and we are very excited that both of you had an opportunity to join us on the podcast. So thanks for joining us today. It's good that we um, could join you, and I'm happy that we could. Ambrose, thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Well, that was so fun to have the kids on and to get to hear some of their thoughts and perspectives on how they've enjoyed this past year on the farm. It is. I always like hearing them talk about it when we get to be a little bit more reflective. Obviously, that's not how every conversation goes in our household. There's a lot of things to do, and everyone has their own responsibilities and uh, things that need to be accomplished. But it's a lot of fun to sit down and have them here. And since they get to hear us often talking on the microphone and interviewing guests and preparing a lot of these conversations, uh, they're very excited to be a part of them. And so that's a fun way to include them. Yeah, it definitely is. So we've gone over a lot of our thoughts and the kids' thoughts from the past year, but what is to come in this upcoming year? Well, even before this upcoming year, a lot of things are on the radar. So some people may have noticed over the last few days, our website has been completely revamped. We relaunched it uh, just in the last week. And uh, that was a preview, hopefully, to quite a few things that are coming. So Little Way Farm and Homestead was effectively set up as a farm business uh, where we produce local food, agriculture, etc. After we launched the farm, we noticed through the use of the podcast as well as some other mediums, some speaking engagements we were a part of, and many people that we became uh, familiar with over the last few months, that there was a growing demand for a few other things. And so now if you look at our website, littlewayhomestead.com, you'll see that the farm is one of the things that falls under the Little Way Farm and Homestead umbrella. There's also a preview to a merchant guild, which we will probably go into in a later episode, but effectively it's a solution to connect Catholic farmers uh, or farmers with local buyers. See, we can't provide from the farm food for everybody out of state or even fully in our locale if everyone was interested in purchasing the type of food that we produce. And so that opens up an opportunity to really begin to connect farmers with local buyers. Now, there's services out there that do that already, but what we're hoping to do is promote a guild format of such. And a guild is an old 
uh, phrase that effectively refers back to communities that were intentional, where they would also support one another through education, training, camaraderie, and open up an avenue for commercialization as well. And so what we hope that that does is inspires an avenue for people to begin uh, farming and also create an environment where they're able to do so in a manner that supports their family economically, while also produces uh, the potential for employment opportunities and apprenticeships, and really encourages a development of lifestyle that supports agricultural trades. Yeah, the Merchant Guild is actually something that I'm really excited about. I think that We've had enough experience from the consumer side to understand the challenges to changing your mindset and your strategies in shopping locally for your family. But then in this past year, growing food and selling it to consumers, we've also gotten this insight in the challenges from the farmer's perspective. And so I'm really excited to work towards supporting both sides of that and creating a space where we can come together and we can find good nourishing local food and we can also support the farmers in making sure that they are reaching the consumers that they're trying to raise and grow their food for. Absolutely. The other thing that is uh, previewed on our website is our homestead program. And what we're ultimately seeking to do there is support people all over who are interested in homesteading. See, we recognize and have learned over the last year that the the process of beginning a homestead is really difficult. It can be very financially intensive, labor intensive. Uh, it can require a lot of mental energy. It's very challenging spiritually, but it's incredibly rewarding. And it is our opinion that this way of living in the modern world is incredibly conducive to supporting the development of a Catholic culture in the home and a stable environment for raising children. We know, though, that many people don't have resources or people to look to to help them do so. And so we have found ourselves in a position where when people reach out to us, we want to be able to help them. And so now, instead of simply offering one-off advice here and there, which we'll obviously continue to do, we want to be able to put together an actual program for people uh, to consistently go through, to have repeatable results, and feel in the support and the encouragement that they need to build successful homesteads. And you can find more information about that as well at littlewayhomestead.com. Another thing that we'll preview real quick here, or at least hint to, is that we have an upcoming videography series. You'll see this online through social media, YouTube. We'll probably post on it on our website. But this may be hopefully a little bit different than what traditionally you see when it comes to homesteading uh, content. We hope to provide videos and uh, content that is effectively inspirational. We are not the experts at homesteading or at farming. We, I think, do some things particularly well, and I think there's other things that we have a lot of opportunity to grow in. What we find that we are most excited about is the opportunity to inspire people in the homesteading realm, to encourage them, and to bring together resources and conversations and community members and leaders and mentors to help other people do so as well. And lastly, beginning October 31st of 2023, we launch a new season of the podcast. 
And the new season is going to be particularly interesting because our conversations that have been incredibly exhilarating between me and Carissa will receive some new voices along with ours. So we get the opportunity now to bring to you many conversations with remarkable individuals, families, uh, people who are extraordinarily gifted in the agricultural space, all at the intersection of the Catholic faith. And we are extraordinarily excited to bring those conversations to you, as well as some bonus content and more, which we'll talk about in the near future. And with that, we thank you again for joining us on the Little Way Farm and Homestead podcast. Until next time. 